everyone. Welcome back to another podcast episode of Car Sales 101. We are on episode number 35. That means you have 34 more episodes before this to listen to. All right, so make sure you do your due diligence and go back and listen to those previous podcasts before this. That way you can get informed on car sales if you've never been in car sales or if you just need a little bit of a refresher. Um, because every episode, every week, I try to advance a little bit more, a little bit more, or I try to talk about something new, something new, something random. So anyways, with that being said, y'all know where to find me. Uh, a lot of people have been reaching out lately on Facebook, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E, on Instagram, at TNTDad2728, and on LinkedIn, Tony, in parentheses, Anthony, last name, Story. All right, um... I don't get paid to do this. Actually, I did that Anchor app, so I do get paid. <laughs> but it ain't a whole lot of money. I'm up to $38, guys. I tell you, I'm not lighting the world on fire. But anyways, that's the only one I really kind of believed in. There's been a, like two or three more. But I, I like the Anchor app. I think it's real cool. A really easy way to get your name out there. But like I said, uh, the only fee that I ask you to pay is to make sure you give me a five-star review so other people can see this. Uh, if you find the information good or valuable, uh, other than that, just make sure you write a review. Give me a five star if you do find value in it. Also, share it with anybody that you know that could use it or need it. So this episode, episode 35, is about uh, management. So I know I've gone into salespeople, but I'm going to talk about management a little bit. Uh, and But I'm also going to sit there and talk about salespeople too. All right, so... When I first started out in the car business, um, I was a young early manager. I think I was like 32, 31 years old. So I got promoted pretty quick. Uh, but one thing I did is I managed the way my managers managed me. Um, and that was done through browbeating and uh, putting people down and making people feel less than what they were. And it, that's not the way to manage. It's actually the complete opposite way of, of what you should manage. Uh, for the simple fact is it gets it accomplishes nothing when you browbeat somebody you're constantly putting them down um, You're not building loyalty in that salesperson. The only thing you're building in that salesperson is um, What am I looking for Conf whenever they conform to whatever it is that you're asking them to do and it's based on fear because fear of job fear of you know not saying the right thing and getting uh, their butt chewed out by you or their ass chewed out by you this is not the way to manage and I find that very inefficient and it took me I don't know man almost a year a year and a half to figure that out when I was in finance when I was a sales manager it took me a little bit of a while to figure that out and it was due to my ego I didn't want my ego to be bruised because I thought you know if somebody was going to challenge me I was going to sit there and make sure that uh, I didn't stand back stand down from the challenge and I would confront them right away not always the right thing to do now you as a salesperson I know that you sometimes feel like you have to challenge a manager due to this day and age that you know you you see all these happy feel-good quotes and then I, I post I post quotes also but you see these things of you know you know challenge the uh, challenge the uh, the authority or you know do certain things like that. and I'm telling you right now it's not always the way to do it you don't want to challenge your management especially if you have a good manager um, and I'm not always the best manager I think I try to be as good as I can but don't challenge your manager in front of other salespeople because at the end of the day I don't think it's productive on both parts it makes for an uncomfortable uh, scenario if the manager does call you out and I will call salespeople out you know talk to him later later on about it and I will talk to a salesperson later on too if I do call him out I don't I don't always tell them to take things personal because 
I'm just not that kind of guy. I don't, I don't sit there and I don't hold grudges. I don't do anything like that. I, I'm going to address the situation, take care of it, and be done with it. And I expect you to learn from that situation. But with that being said, I know there's managers out there that browbeat. So when a salesperson comes up to the sales tower or the finance manager, when the, when the, when the salesperson brings in the folder to you, all you do every time to the same salesperson is you browbeat them. And you just tell them, well, I don't got this. I don't got that. How did you not do this? How did you not do that? And that's just not the way to manage. If you're managing that way, you're causing your own demise. You're causing your own issues. So what you need to do is you need to actually train that salesperson. Now, if the salesperson is not trainable, don't sit there and beat yourself up about it because it sells some, some people are just not trainable. They're not coachable. They don't want to listen. So what you need to do is figure out if that salesperson is the right person to have at your dealership. Don't browbeat somebody to the point where you're going to have to make them quit because what they're going to do when you, as a manager, if you browbeat somebody, a salesperson, they're going to portray that kind of um, personality or that kind of sales or that kind of tactic or that kind of technique onto their customer. Um, and I am one of those ones, I don't like to make customers uh, feel like shit or stupid unless they're just being ignorant. But at the end of the day, you know, you portray or you um, set the precedence or the example of what you want your salesperson to do to your customers. So, you know, if you're sitting there saying, you know, are you fucking stupid? And don't get me wrong. <laughs> I do it, but I do it in a joking, jokingly fashion to my salespeople because they know, I, I think I try to hire and train salespeople to know where my level of acceptance is of, you know, how I take deals, so on and so forth. But with that being said, you know, it's one of those things where the um, uh, customer or the salesperson, if you browbeat them enough, uh, they'll sit there and they'll do that same thing to their customers. And then you'll have this bad review or this bad CSI. Well, I can't believe the salesperson did this. So it's one of those things, you know, you, you need to watch how you take care of your customer or your salespeople because that's how you're going to take care of your customers. So... When you do have an issue or when an issue arises with a salesperson, make sure you confront them right away. You know, if you sit there and tell them, you know, and then on that same token, that same turn, you as a salesperson, if you feel like a manager is browbeating you and you're being treated unfairly, express that issue to them. Because if you, if you honestly believe that you have a good manager that is managing you and leading you, they just might have had a bad day, they might have had a bad moment, something just, just might have not been right and they needed to get that, that anger out or that frustration out. And I don't, always, I don't think that's always right. I don't think it's always justified, but that's just what happens sometimes. We're human beings, we're people. Um, you, you as a salesperson, you sometimes lash out you know, at people at home or your friends or your family members, uh, and it's due to something at work. And like I said, it's not always right, but it's just we're human beings. This is natural. Emotions sometimes take over and we just react instead of uh, being proactive or we react versus thinking about taking a minute, thinking about it and, and, and addressing it that way. So with that being said, when you have an issue that arises, like so here for example the other day, there was a guy that puts in our keys into our key machine and we just hired a new um, porter to put the keys in the key machine. Well, the service guy comes up to us and says, uh, the guy put every key in there wrong. He says, I guess I'm just gonna go behind him and redo it. I said here do this because this is what happens this creates issues this creates confrontations you know the manager showed that porter how to do it one time but didn't show him how to do multiple times or didn't check the work from behind it so what i told the guy to do i said look 
This way, the guy might, the guy, if the guy's stupid, the guy's stupid. The porter, if he's stupid, he's stupid. But if he's not, and you think that he's smart, and you think that he can learn, let's do this. I told the guy that was checking behind him, or checking the keys behind him, I said, look, take him, show him one more time, key by key, how to do it, okay? Now, if he makes a mistake after this, then obviously, you know, we might not have the right guy, or he just might need it a little bit longer. We need to just sit down with him more and more and more. And what that does is it doesn't create double work twice, and it doesn't create the confrontation or the issue of like, well, the guy is a fucking idiot. And I'm just, I'm saying that to be blunt, but that's what happens. That's what happens to you as managers in the car business to your salespeople. You sit there and you send your salesperson out with a pencil and you know he's going to fail because you haven't trained him properly. And what you expect is you expect him to say something um, because you think you've told him enough times versus teaching him to go out there and perform something, but yet he comes back and he does the exact same thing that you expect from him. And it's just one of those things. I have a salesperson in my sales force that for some odd reason, I don't know what happens. After the sale's done, window tent gets brought up. Now, the issue is, is I think he brings up window tent later on to upsell it, which he should have done it from the very get-go. But I end up throwing in free window tent almost every time because there's nothing you can really do at that point. So, um, and the other thing is, is I had a salesperson. He called me, had the salesperson, the customer on the phone, on loudspeaker and said, can we do this payment? That's not the way to close a car deal because you create confrontation, you create issues, and it's just not successful that way. So I'm trying to recorrect some issues that were done before with the previous management. But I'm not gonna sit here and browbeat people and beat them up. Another thing is, is we have salespeople that, you know, didn't know the bailment policy, um, that, you know, don't know how I manage, and I'm trying to slowly do that. So there was one, and just one key example of what happened earlier too, is I had a salesperson, customer came in and came in on the sales side based on a, a call call thing that we did. And he's like, well, are you just gonna reassign my customer like that? I said, no, you have a sales, you have a customer right now. So there's one or two things I could do. Cause this customer's here, I wanna take care of him right now, right here at this place. You can either go take, uh, go split one of your deals, or you're gonna have this salesperson take over that deal. I'm not gonna give a deal up. It looks like you've obviously had phone calls and follow-up, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna take care of the customer and the needs right now. So what I want you to do is I want you to go out there and introduce yourself to that customer, introduce her to this salesperson, and that way we'll take care of it. I won't flip the customer, but you're gonna split a half deal because you you cannot manage two, two customers at the same time. And I said, don't take that the wrong way. You're just not advanced enough to do that. But I expressed exactly how I felt versus saying, just do it my way right now and, and I'll explain later or just do it my way and that's it. And that's what happens. I think sometimes when we browbeat or we beat up salespeople, we expect them just to conform and we don't explain. I don't think you should have to explain every time because there's just certain things that are just giving or common sense or, or common practices in the car business. But with that being said, you know that's just one of those things. Now, as a salesperson, if you're gonna challenge me at that point in time, that's when I get that's when I get frustrated. That's when I get a little bit of anger, uh, and I sit there and I know how to manage people. I know how to manage situations. I know how to manage confrontations, and that's just the way I do it. So, anyways, so if you're having to browbeat, you as a manager, that, those might be your issues yourself. That might not be the uh, issue of the salesperson. Those might actually be the actual issues that you have. So, with that being said, I think I might get pulled over by the cop. So anyways, long story short, um, make sure you're doing the right things to adjust to the uh, uh, staff that you have um, because 
you, I have a few elite salespeople that I expect them to do more stuff than what I expect the lower salespeople to do. So I, ha- I expect some of my elite salespeople to perform actions without me even having to be that. I don't. I believe as a manager, you should manage your uh, people, not the numbers. So with that being said, you know I have specific salespeople that know how to pencil their deals, that know how to sit there, and they know where their their um, left and right border lines are, and oh. I was going to tell you all the, the name of that book, um, but th- that I know where the left and right borderlines are, and I give them those borderlines, and they can't perform outside of those borderlines unless they come to me. And that's what you need to do. You as a manager, that's what you your essential job is, is to manage people, not numbers. You know, I think we all get lost in the fashion where we think we have to manage numbers. We got this report. We got that report. And yeah, that's great. I, I look at reports too, but if I'm not managing the people and I'm not, I'm not training them, then all I'm going to do is manage numbers. I'm going to drown myself. Now, to the salespeople, um, when you feel like you're getting browbeating or you feel like you're being put down every time, you know that's where you kind of need to self-evaluate or reevaluate. And what that means is, you know, what are you doing that you feel that is unjustified in getting browbeaten or getting um, constantly put down or whatnot? Are you doing the processes, the things that you're told? If every time, you know, the salesperson, the sales manager has to tell you this and you think he's adequate or, and he thinks he's adequately trained you, you know, what are you doing to, you know, always deserve that browbeating or not always deserve that browbeating? Let me, let me rephrase that. What are you doing that you think that you're always getting beat up on. So here's the thing. Some things get lost in translation. Sometimes it's just the words, how you say it and what you say that you know might not be going through to the salesperson, same thing going through to the manager. So what I always do is I always self-evaluate. Me as a salesperson, uh, when I was selling cars, I always was kind of self-evaluating myself. So there was one time <laughs> I would always go back to the desk and I just knew that if I went back to the desk, I was going to get my ass chewed. But what I didn't realize is that he was setting me up um, to not come back to the desk, to have me close deals. And so what I would do is, if the customer would sit there and say, go talk to your manager, I wouldn't even go talk to the manager. I'd pretend like I would go talk to the manager, go over there, get more money for the trade, uh, pretend like I'm talking to the finance manager. I was pretending like I was doing something. And then I'd go back out there and I'd say, man, I took talk to my manager. Unfortunately, this is the bottom line. You, you won the whole entire car deal. If you don't take advantage of this offer, I think somebody else will. And so that's when I would sit there and um, I would, uh, at that point in time, self-evaluate. So another thing is I got reached out to a couple of salespeople. You know, what am I doing wrong? What do I need to do to better improve myself? You know, and, you know, my manager's a douche or, you know, what is it that I need to do to be successful? So like I've told you all in the past, I don't know your situation. I live in a very competitive market and I know how to I know how to be successful in a competitive market. I know how to sit there and sell cars. Uh, I know how to sit there and set myself above other, above, above other people. But if you as a salesperson um, are self-evaluating and you haven't talked to your manager and expressed your issue or your concerns and let them legitimately listen. You know, let them sit there and say, hey, look, you know, I think that, 
Hey, so this is one thing I would do. Hey, Mr. Manager, you know, or Mrs. Manager or Finance Manager. Hey, I, you know, I, I seem to you, every time I, I bring a deal to you, this is the same issue that I have or same concern that I have. Now, I don't want to have the same issue or concern ever again or over and over again. What is it that I'm missing? What's the key spot, key component that I'm missing so that, you know, do you see value in me as a salesperson? Do you see you know, me uh, ever moving up or do you want, or do you think I'm going to be a salesperson for the rest of my life? Do you think this is a career for me? And let me know what it is that I need to do to like, kind of like overcome what that main issue you think that I'm not achieving right. And for example, I had a salesperson that when I told you I was splitting deals with, I talked to him and I'm just like, it amazes me. His customers love him. Um, his internet follow-up is amazing, but he is so afraid to talk to salespeople or to customers sometimes. And I told him, and, I, and, I, and I'll confront him, and I said, hey, look, I don't, what is it about you, man? Your customers love you. Everything, it, everything I can see is you're doing the right things, but you, you can't close a car deal. It's like you get nervous or you get scared. I said, here's what I think it is. And I told him, I said, look, when I was a salesperson, I started out very young, very early, and um, when I would talk to people, uh, customers especially, and I would sit there and say, hey, you know, this is the best payment, and they would challenge me, I would get nervous and scared because I never had that confidence in me. And the reason why is because I was young. I was a young salesperson, I was a young uh, manager, and I would think that because I was young, and this was internalized with me, because I was young, that um, customers wouldn't listen to me because I was young and I didn't have that authoritative not the, the position, the authoritative position, but I didn't have that age, I would say, that, that age where I thought, you know, you'd listen to me. But what I did know is at one point in time, I can't remember what it is, it just flipped in my head, and this is what I told him. I said, look, you know, you need to build that confidence. You, how old are you? You said 27. I said, this is what's happening. You don't believe you're in an authoritative position to talk to that customer. You think sometimes your customers make more money than you and that you know their time is more valuable than yours. And they are, and that it is. Um, whereas in the same thing, whereas you as a salesperson, if you make more money than your customer, your time is more value to you than it is to them and they need to understand that. Um, but you also need to value their time because they're purchasing a product from you and they're spending that money with you. But with that being said, I sit there and I go, look, you're young, but here's the thing. You know your product very well. I said, you know your numbers, you know how to pencil deals. I said, you at 27 years old, you could potentially be a manager, a sales manager, a finance manager, a sales manager, a GSM, you could be a desk manager, you could probably be a GM at one day. Because when I talk to you, everything clicks in your head. It's not like nothing doesn't click, everything clicks in your head. And so I said, look, be confident when you talk to your, your customer and, and portray that confidence. And you'll close more car deals that way without the help of me or help discount the price of the vehicle. And he appreciated that feedback that I gave him. And that's what I'm trying to say with you guys. You know, you as a manager, you need to portray that to you, but you as a salesperson, and he didn't come to me and address that, because we got kind of confrontational a couple times, but what he did is he cowered down and he backed down. But I didn't want him to think that I'm just gonna be this raging asshole every time he brings the deals up to me. I just said, look, I'll forget about everything the next day, but what I need you to do is I need you to evolve. I need you to learn. I need you to be better. Um, because I don't want to be a sales manager uh, or a GSM or a GM for the rest of my life. I want to own and operate my own business or be a GM one day at a, at a dealership where I want to own and operate my own dealership. So, you know, that's one of those things where, you know, you need to learn what it is um, you as a salesperson to build, or not, 
you as a salesperson need to hold yourself accountable through your management staff. So if you feel like your manager's not doing that, either A, they don't have enough time or they just they, 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 they think that you're on autopilot and you're easy to take care of and you're going to continue to get browbeaten. But what you need to do is express that concern to your managers, like, hey, look, I, I want to be better. How do I be better? And let that come out from them. And that way you can sit there and know what you need to do to accomplish your task and your goals. And that way you become better. And I guarantee you when a salesperson does that to me, I, I kind of, I take that in and I, and I listen to it and I internalize it because I need to know what I need to do be as a manager to talk to that salesperson. Because everybody out there, your personality is different. Like you can't manage everybody the same. You can manage it like, but you can't manage the same. So with that being said, you as a manager also, you need to not browbeat your salespeople. If you're browbeating your salespeople to the death, to the point where you know it's three months into it, you need to let that salesperson go, let them move on, let them be successful somewhere else because they're burning your business. I'll tell you that right now. You're be- if you're browbeating your salesperson that long, they're burning your business and they're costing you car deals. Whether they be in the internet department or taking ups, they're depressed, uh, their mind isn't right, their attitude isn't right, and they're burning salespeople and you need to get rid of them. Um, if that, if you feel like you have a manager that's done everything you can to make that salesperson um, successful. So anyways, with that being said, I think I'm about to wrap up this episode because I've been recording for a long time. So anyways, long story short, um, guys, this could be the easiest six-figure business, the hardest five-figure business, just all what you want to put into it. Uh, the other thing is we all win when we all win. So make sure you're sharing this podcast with everybody. Send it in a DM, private message, text it to them. If you see information that's valuable into this, please share it with them. And yes, you as a salesperson, if you think your manager could use this, give it to them. Don't don't take offense to it. I'm not perfect. I need to learn too. I listen to management stuff all the time because I want to become better uh, as a manager. So anyways, last last thing is is that book is called Extreme Ownership by Leif Babin and Jocko Willicks. I think it's Jocko Willicks. Um, two Navy SEALs that served for, their, served for our military, so I do appreciate that. So anyways, guys, I love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Know, y'all know where to find me on all social media platforms. Five-star review me, write a review. Peace.